to the I'm a Health Visitor podcast. My name's Amy. And I'm Jenny. And today we are joined by the wonderful Catherine Stagg. Hello, Catherine. Hello. Nice to be here. Oh, it's so great to have you. So Catherine and I met via a mutual friend, um, Carmen, a couple of years back. And Catherine kind of nabbed me and said, oh, if you do a podcast, you need to have me on talking about breastfeeding with twins. And I was like, yes, that would be amazing. Great. And, uh, and... After just, what is it, 22 months, here we are. (laughs) What can I say? We're just so fast, so speedy. Um, So, Catherine, I think I'll let you introduce yourself because I think you could probably do it much more succinctly and cover everything, um, unlike myself. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) that's fine. Uh, So, yeah, I am mum of four boys uh, and I had twins uh, first, so a bit of a a baptism of fire. Um, Twins first, they are now nearly, uh, what, they're nearly 16 now, actually. Wow. Oh, scary. And um, now I've got, I've had two more as well. I was crazy and had actually more children after twins. So I've got two <laughs> more boys, one age 10 and one age 6. So when I was um, had my twins, I was very lucky to have some really good best friend support um, locally to me. and managed to exclusively breastfeed my twins for over a year. Um, and I had the opportunity to train as a peer supporter. Um, uh, under the lovely Alison Sparrow, who a lot of health visitors will know, I'm sure. Yeah. And um, so she helped train me and I volunteered all around the local area and stuff like that. And obviously got given all the twin families because, yeah. you know, you would, wouldn't you? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just basically caught the bug and just really enjoyed kind of helping parents just fulfil their yeah, breastfeeding goals, as we always say. And, you know, just kind of, uh, I just found it really rewarding. So I decided to train as breastfeeding counsellor with the Association of Breastfeeding Mothers. Uh, so still volunteer on the National Breastfeeding Helpline for them as well. Yeah. Um, and three years ago, I took my IBCLC exam. So uh, I've now been uh, qualified for, yeah, well, it was, I, I heard in December, so not quite three years, but nearly. Yeah. So, um, so yes, yeah, so there we go. And, yeah, we set up a, about five years ago, I kind of got the, there was like, some Facebook support going on for multiples and things like that, but a lot of it was very, very um, US-based and, you know, we have such different healthcare system over here and, um, you know, we can't get a pump on, on our insurance, for example, and yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, plus also we have actually have some maternity leave. So, you know, we don't actually have so much of a pumping culture here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought it, it would actually be really good to have some, a, a kind of UK based version. What a shame there isn't one. And I thought, oh, I don't know, I'll just start one. So I did. Um, <laughs> basically Excellent. sat up to about 1am setting this Facebook group up uh and had no idea how crazy it was going to go because we've got over six thousand um members now so five years on and they're all either expecting uh twins or triplets or breastfeeding twins triplets or having had breastfed their twins triplets because a lot of them hang around because they really enjoy being on the group and like to support other people and then we have lots of health professionals and breastfeeding counselors and ibclc's and stuff come and hang yeah. out with us and just it's, it's lovely kind of it's learn really, about it basically so I must, i've been hanging yeah. out on the group for probably nearly a year now i think and it's such a lovely group to be a part of and it's really Absolutely. lovely watching some of the mums going right through their stories and things I mean, there's one on there at the moment who i take my hat off to who's just had her second set of twins hasn't she yeah, no, wow. her first set and not even 18 months yet. Yeah, <laughs> oh, goodness. Two, crazy. 
that and is she crazy. Looks amazing. <laughs> wow. My little one's 18 months old and there's one of her and I literally <laughs> it's I mad to me. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. The problem we're having yeah, expecting twins is you don't have much choice, you can't give one back. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so, but yeah, you know, it's uh oh, hats wow. off to her. She seems to be doing really well, so hopefully. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> And it is one of those things where I find it really interesting how there is such a mix. There'll be some of the guys on there who are having really good experience with midwives, with health visitors, and some who are just... I mean, there's one that I I just read to Amy a moment ago who has been told by a children's nurse, I'm not entirely sure if that is a children's nurse or a health visitor or what, that twin babies grow slower when they're breastfed because they have to share the milk. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> No. Oh, and I think this is partly you because you've kind of the, the, you start having signed with a Facebook group. It's now become you've got your proper charity status and everything now as well, haven't you? Yes, mm-hmm. we just um, uh, we we it was sort of something I was sort of dithering for a while, but I had no idea where to start really. Um, because I had you know there was lots of things that I wanted to do, but um, you know I was self fund you know like we've got a website and I was self funding the website and you know what I mean so everything was just out of my we we know about self funding yeah you know, <laughs> I'm sure we've all been there yeah <laughs> so, uh, and I thought well, I can't do this because I just can't afford to do any more than what I'm doing on and you know time wise and things you know everything basically so um, you know it's something that I thought uh, we we do and I had no idea where to start and we sort of vaguely mentioned it on the group and and one of the mums who we who i'd given loads of support to because she has really big problems with low supplies so i'd sort of given her loads and loads of support she goes um do you know do you know what my job is <laughs> i help um i'm the basically the, the kind of charity lead for one of the big orchestras in london would you like me to help you oh, <laughs> wow yes Fantastic. so she basically Oh bless her! She just pretty much did the whole thing. You know, we we kind of gave her the information that she needed, and she's just been an absolute star. And we managed oh, to get wow. it through in six weeks. I don't know how she did it. Wow! So yeah, so we became a charity fishing in January. Fantastic! Um, and we are sort of charitable aims are basically we've got kind of three prongs, um, which is is obviously to help um, as many uh, families you know fulfil their breastfeeding goals as possible. So we're starting to offer some one to one. Sort of Zoom sessions, things like that within the group. If they can't find any breastfeeding support themselves, so mm-hmm. obviously we try. It's better to get local support if you can mm. get into your kind of local support. But if there's just nothing available, or if they just can't afford to pay a lactation consultant or whatever, mm-hmm. then we can fund um, that. So that's one thing we're doing. Fantastic. Then we're also training um, a batch of um, members from the group uh, to do their ABM mother supporter. Oh, fantastic. Um, so we funded that. So that's been rather nice. Mm. So they're in the middle of their training at the moment. And then uh, the other thing is to kind of create lots of education opportunities for health professionals, which is one yes. of the reasons why I'm here. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Fantastic. So you've got some amazing resources available on the website for yes. professionals as well, haven't you already? Yes, I have. And we're just about to, up, we're just in the process of upgrading the website, which is one of the main reasons why we need to be a charity, because I have no idea really what I'm doing. I just... Yeah. just kind of yeah, builds it myself and it's okay but it's kind of you know I mean to be uh, honest Catherine for someone who has no idea what they're doing it sounds to me like you're doing a pretty phenomenal job <laughs> I just found my way I don't know you know it's kind of, you know you learn on the job don't you with this sort exactly. of stuff I, I hadn't ever built a website before and I just thought I'd try it see what happens I kept having to write the, same, the reason why I started by building a website was because I kept writing the same thing over and over again on the Facebook group and I was just like it'd be so much easier if I could just link to an article but there aren't any yeah 
I better write one. How can I get that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's all completely accidental, really. There's no grand well, no, plan. But this is the best way that these things start. This is the best way to do it, isn't it? Because you, you start from a need rather than starting from yeah. a, I want to do this, but actually there's no need for it. You're starting from yeah. a, a place of actually, this is the need, and then how do I meet that? So that's perfect. Yeah. So we've got lots of articles and things on, on it's uh, breastfeedingtwinsandtriplets.co.uk is the website. So there's lots Excellent. of articles. There's a couple of specifically for health professionals on there as well. Uh, but there's also loads of um, articles on kind of different problems that multiple birth families tend to come across. You know, th- things like, you know, being born at 36 weeks is very common for a set of twins. Yeah. And that gives all yes. sorts of complications to starting breastfeeding and such like. And obviously neonatal unit, yeah. 40% of twins get in the neonatal unit. So it's, yeah. you know, it's quite a, yeah. Uh, yeah. So should we start off with too. sort of, I mean, because you met you mentioned wanting to look at some of the the feeding issues that 36 37 week old gestation babies have and because especially as you say with twins they're more likely to be born at that gestation than um single pregnancies and things so what kind of things are there that we should be looking out for with with their feeding and being aware Um, of the problem with that gestation baby is there's, there's such a wide variety of what they can do um and i think this is the main problem so it's really they have to be you know, it's it's sort of a matter of knowing what good milk transfer looks like, really. That's the most important thing um, because they look like they're feeding OK and they're sort mm-hmm. of behaving ish a bit like a full term baby. But they're usually a bit too sleepy and they're usually a bit, you know, difficult to rouse for feeds mm-hmm. and yeah. a little bit inefficient on the breast and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's it's uh, the other thing, of course, a lot of premature babies are discharged home around the same gestation as well. So actually, yeah. you know, certainly for health visitors, it's a very common age to pick up multiple birth families. Yeah for that mm. sort of gestation baby yes definitely is yeah so um it's it's really kind of um yeah it, it's sort of i don't know they need just a little bit of extra keeping an eye on mm. so and you get all sorts of uh scenarios you get a lot of uh families that have been discharged maybe from special care or from hospital after straight after birth and they seem to be doing okay and sort of exclusively breastfeeding and breastfeeding responsibly mm-hmm. breastfeeding on demand as they all say yeah um but the problem with 36-week babies and 37-week babies is they don't always ask to feed enough. Okay. And so making sure that you, the babies are being woken, you know, three hourly from the start of each feed, basically, mm. just to be on the safe side, because if your babies are left to it themselves, sometimes they don't do that, and mm. then they don't have enough milk, which makes them even sleepier, and they lose loads of weight, and they end up going back to hospital, and then they have to be supplemented, and that's breastfeeding just goes whoosh, down the pan, mm. yeah. and it's all a bit of a disaster. So if we can get them... Feeding a bit more efficiently and feeding more frequently, I think, is a, the the sort of main key. And um, from the efficiency point of view, obviously getting a deep latch, that's really important. Um, the same with any baby. <laughs> but yeah. also actually breast compressions can be a massive mm-hmm. um, help with yeah. this too. Because um, sometimes um, babies of this gestation, they're just not quite efficient enough to do a full feed without kind of falling asleep before they're ready, you know, sure. before they finish properly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and so actually getting a little bit of extra milk into them every time they suck can be yes. quite game yeah, yeah. changing actually. Yeah, um, it's just that lovely thing of, when you do these, it. When... Uh, yeah, a lot of these families. Um, so I'm always kind of, you know, breast compression is probably one of the most frequent two word phrases I use on the Facebook group. Probably. Yeah, um, great. I know when I was that, doing... Yeah, I had to make a video on that as well because I kept having to describe it and I was like, you know what, I'm actually going to just do a YouTube video piece. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wait, is yeah, that funny so... thing where I would at the breastfeeding drop in, I would be like, seriously, I'm just so I, yeah. You end up feeling a bit like a fraud because you think I'm just telling everyone to do breast compressions, and it's like, <laughs> am I definitely using clinical judgment here, or is it just that? And it, no, no, it is clinical judgment. It's just it's... like <laughs> they're magic. They really are. Definitely, because <laughs> so, you can extend. You know, you can remind them to feed when they've gone a bit sleepy and they're doing that light fluttery feeding you know that's one way of using them which is yeah. works brilliantly and then you know and then suddenly they go oh yeah we're supposed to be feeding them and start again oh yeah look at all this milk yeah oh yes the other way is that a lot of these general early babies they only have quite sort of short bursts of sucking because mm-hmm. they're just a little bit uncoordinated and so you might get three or four sucks before having a rest yeah you know, whereas when you have a, a kind of full-term baby who's very keen they quite often do 10 15 good sucks before then having a break you know so you can yeah. automatically see straight away the baby doing three sucks per burst is not going to get as much milk as the baby doing 15 sucks per burst you know so sure you can actually do a breast compression just as they've started sucking and that actually quite often adds extra sucks extra to the sucking burst which means of course they take more milk so that's a you know another thing i think yeah it's really important to remember that the sucking drives the flow of the milk but the flow of the milk also drives the sucking it's a two-way yeah, yeah wonderful so, so this is that's really valuable you know for health visitors that are listening in because like you say we come across a lot of 36 37 weeks and i think there's a tendency to think well they're, they're full term you know for 37 weeks that's that's fine you know they're full term they're actually not really a big difference in terms of the breastfeeding advice that you would offer um so to have kind of a really tailored piece of advice um is, yeah, is this really is they're just they, we call them the great pretenders in the in the breastfeeding world because they look like they're kind of doing okay, but then yeah. you weigh them and they haven't put any weight on. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah and the first thing parents say, but they're feeding. They're feeding. Yeah, they're yeah. feeding. They're feeding. They're feeding. You know. So, um, yeah, and then and then yeah, but we also get quite a lot of um, families who've been discharged uh, triple feeding as well. So that's the other thing that does. Mm-hmm. So triple feeding is when they're um, breastfeeding, uh, topping up with either express milk or formula depending on what they've got and then pumping yeah so that's the other scenario that is very very common with multiple birth families and that's usually that um they've started with some top-ups in hospital maybe because they've got you know jaundice or low blood sugar or mm-hmm. whatever you know the clinical reason for it hopefully was uh some, <laughs> thankfully we're getting better at just because they're twins there was quite a lot of that oh Ooh, god so, you know you have to top up because there's two of them and that that seems to be getting slightly better, thankfully. Oh, so we're not getting quite as much of that. There is usually a clinical need of some sort, although I'm still not 100% sure whether they're encouraging families to hand express in the early days, which I think would make a massive difference. Mm. I did a little survey on my... Having a Facebook group is fantastic because you can survey all the parents. It's yeah. really good. And it it's sounds like you've survey. got a lot of them as yes, well. Yes, so, exactly. You know, although you're saying it's a little survey on my Facebook page, actually, I bet it's quite a big proportion of the breastfeeding <laughs> yes. twins' the, parents. A couple of hundred people replied to things whenever I do it, which is yeah. pretty cool. Um, but, well, yeah, there was, uh, I think it was about 40, this was kind of who was, who was told to supplement in their first 48 hours whilst their milk was coming in. You know, this was the kind of mm-hmm. uh, little question that I asked. So I just wanted to get vague numbers more than anything. But actually I had quite a lot of interesting comments as well, as you can imagine, on that. Mm. But um, it was quite interesting that I think there were about 40% of the people that responded said that they'd uh, been told that they needed to give formula mm-hmm. um, whilst, you know, they were sort of waiting for their milk to come in. None of those, that 40% have been supported to hand express at the same time. And there was only about sort of, I think it was 12% or something like that, that had been told that they need to give formula and been supported to hand express. 
Oh dear. And you're oh, just like, okay. mm. There were quite a large, about 30-something percent, which was exclusively breastfeeding, had been supported to exclusively breastfeeding, it was all fine. But for that proportion that needed some sort of supplementation, a quite a large majority of them had not been supported to hand express. And so you mm. wonder how many of those who had to give formula wouldn't have had to had they been... Doing the yeah. hand expressing hand as expressing well. As well, it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? So there are some hospital protocols that would be nice to get changed yeah. to. I don't know yeah, quite how to sure. do that. I'm only one person. Can't do that. <laughs> so, no, no, yeah. <laughs> I can only do what I can do. But yeah, so a lot of people are triple feeding. And so again, it's managing how the triple feeding is working when they get out of hospital because it is such an intense routine. Oh my it's God, it's so exhausting, triple feeding, isn't it? I mean, yeah. and, oh God, I just, with twins or triplets... Yeah. The work think... you are doing to feed those babies. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the most important thing is to for people to realise that it's temporary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, don't, they won't need to be doing this for the rest of their breastfeeding journey. Yeah. And this is where, quite often, again, there's sometimes a little bit of a hole in the, the support sometimes in the fact that parents don't know what to do next once they've, they've sure. started trouble feeding, their babies are putting weight on, it's all going okay, but they're absolutely just exhausted beyond belief because they just can't keep up this routine mm, it's impossible yeah. to keep it going for more than yeah. a few weeks really yeah yeah um and so actually um one of the most highly uh shared articles from our website is dropping top-ups gradually yes <laughs> yeah that sounds <laughs> very it's like useful. what to do next basically yeah um, definitely you know, so, about... so that's having a kind of plan of action and and sort of again recognizing when the babies begin to transfer the milk more efficiently Mm-hmm. A lot of parents are told that as their babies get bigger, they have to give more formula. But actually, mm. as the babies get bigger, they breastfeed more efficiently. And so mm-hmm. you can actually start to reduce the formula. It's the other way around mm. for most, I find. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's important to just recognize where the babies are starting to feed a bit better. Um, and then you can just sometimes just, you know, babies will take a bottle. This is the problem, whether or not they need it, really. Yes, they will actually just sure. take one because they can't really comfort suck from a bottle. They can't really, you know, control the flow particularly um and uh you know so it's it's they quite often take too much paste bottle feeding is absolutely a must in this scenario you know it's just really really important to make sure that they they're not taking too much too quickly and um and then just you know gradually kind of just reducing the volume is a good place to start and encouraging the the, the mum that they can put them back on the breast if they're not settled so they don't always have to give another you know give more milk from a bottle if they put baby back on the breast, the sucking triggers another letdown of milk and they yeah. can start, you know, giving more top up, let's say, at the breast instead, which you know, yeah. obviously works brilliantly for milk supply purposes, but also gets the baby used to settling on the breast as well, mm-hmm. which if you're aiming to exclusively breastfeed, that's a really important thing. Yeah. That women have to have a bottle in order to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um yeah, so that's another, you know, very common yeah. scenario with with multiple birth families i think that, so that size of the top up well. seems to be something that comes up again and again as well isn't it and sorry I mean, what was that Jen? does pun what was that that comes the up si- again, again size of the top ups oh the size of the top up yeah yeah yes and so it comes into a lot of what you say about the sort of assumptions and language used by healthcare professionals often with twins as well it's like yeah if you're suggesting they have a top up of i, I think i've seen Families who've been told to give 60 mils. Isn't 60 mil seems to be the, what everybody is saying. Standard, I have no yeah, idea is, where this it? has come from. Yeah. I just don't know where this figure of 60 has come from. Because to be honest, you know, any baby under about 
three weeks or four weeks or whatever you know what i mean that is a whole feat yes <laughs> so yes yes yeah so you know you can't top up with a whole feed that just doesn't make any sense does it the whole the definition of a top up is a little bit extra yeah. on top of what they're taking yeah. so um yeah i don't know where the 60 mil comes from so yeah 60 mil is not a top up how do i work it out and, and um i i don't actually know where this protocols come from but it definitely came from a, a, a pediatric nurse originally so i'm assuming it has some some bearing but she used to use 150 mil times weight in kilos mm-hmm. uh gives you the 24 hour milk yes intake, yes i think that's that's the one i've heard as well yeah it seems to be a standard practice mm. sometimes if there's if there's a kind of big weight problem they sometimes do 180 mil times weight in kilos um I th- i've sure. heard some from from sort of NICU nurses and things like that sometimes they go up to 180 mil and then you just divide by the number of feeds that they they're having so say they're feeding three hourly which is often a you know a routine that's certainly when you're having to wake babies mm-hmm. while they're still a bit sleepy that seems to be you know three hourly seems to work so you divide it by three and then that gives you the whole feed which quite often works out about 50 something yeah depending on the weight of the baby mm-hmm. and then if you're doing a top up chop it in half yeah that's mm-hmm. what i said <laughs> so, you know it's so a 30 Definitely. i think 20 30 mil quite often is is quite enough for a top up, especially if they're doing every feed. Yeah, you know, that's I think that's. I suppose absolutely... it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixty so, mils is definitely what I was told when um, my thirty-seven uh, weeker needed top ups and was sleepy and jaundiced and in hospital. So you know all about this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of it is ringing very true. I have to be yeah. honest. Okay, is that thing yeah. when you reflect back on it? Sixty mils is a lot of milk for a exactly. baby. Yeah, yeah. well, she was three days old, and I was like, I'm pretty yeah. sure she can't fit sixty mils in her stomach at three days old. She shouldn't be able to. Yeah. Having said that, with my twins, um, I don't, obviously I knew no no different. I was a brand, brand new mum and I, I woke up to find my babies being bottle fed despite the fact that <gasps> I'd said that I was breastfeeding. This was a very long time ago, to be oh. fair. You know what I mean? Before, before, before BSI. Baby friendly and all this, you know, a long time ago. At the time I thought, oh, that's nice and went back to sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> because I, you know had no idea of the consequences sure. thankfully there weren't too many but one of the ones that what well, there was a consequence is that my smallest twin who was only five pound 12 so he was quite little managed to chug 50 mil um <laughs> and i can remember the midwife saying to the other midwife they had one each that's a bit too much isn't it do you think i ought to stop now and the other one said yeah i think so uh, <laughs> at the time i had no idea what they were talking about you know what i mean but looking back i was like oh my god <laughs> like, i'm surprised i actually ever came out with that breastfeeding to be honest but um, yeah. thankfully i had a lovely midwife later who had already who had breastfed her own twins oh wow got me tandem yeah. feeding. gosh that was lucky wasn't I it i know it was got me tandem feeding which is um brilliant and there i was once i got tandem feeding i was off and so i, did, I didn't have to give too much more formula after that and we dropped it all by about three weeks i was fine so amazing i really didn't need it they were feeding very well you know what i mean really yeah, yeah. mine were 38 plus five they were really late so they you know they were quite you know they, they were pretty much full term strong so, then yeah. yeah yeah um so i suppose that's the yeah. common challenge isn't it with um with twins is there's often prematurity goes alongside it which brings its own set of challenges as well yeah so a lot you know i said 40 percent have to go to special care so it is quite a big so you know a lot of parents start with the the kind of having to do the uh you know establishing the milk supply by pumping basically Mm. and actually it can work really quite well and actually the the whole NICU journey can can often be quite successful because they do get just so much more support yeah you know while they're in because they might be in for several weeks and so 
as long as they've got a supportive set of staff, which again this seems to be getting a lot better at the yeah. Um as long as they've got a good supportive set of staff, then then it can quite often work quite well because they just mm. get that extra, you know, sort of help with it, I think. Yeah. But um you know, again it's probably a full on thing to have to do. Definitely. Um, have you noticed but... much of an impact with COVID and with the restrictions? I think it's been and... really difficult because of the, the limited visiting hours. Yeah. So I mean some of some of them have, have been only allowed to go in for two hours a day. I know. And only one just... parent at a time. Yeah. And so you, you can't even feed both babies, you know, really, no. in that time. No, I've you know. heard that as well, yes. So a lot of them are being discharged uh, bottle feeding and then, and then basically working on breastfeeding when they get home, which yeah. is, yeah. is can it, you know, it can yeah. work. Well, it but can work as long as you've got the support in place, but yeah. in, in the context where health visitors perhaps not feeling confident in being able to provide that support to the level that they need to and you know we don't have IBCRCs available for everyone to call on and the breastfeeding groups are all closed and (laughs) you know it's it's not an ideal scenario for learning to breastfeed at home is it really at least when you're in hospital there are staff there that have training in breastfeeding and hopefully there's an infant feeding team and you know there's help there for you to draw on if you if you need it yeah. but then it's like you said with them not being IBCLCs there's still a limit as to what the level sure. of knowledge is there's a yeah, lot of yeah. knowledge around the straightforward basics around what your BFI training is mm. but anything that's beyond that I mean even with breast compressions that's not included on BFI training oh is and it so not? that's no it and that's, so that's something it? which is sort yeah. of beyond the normal I'm not sure where I learned it then for heaven's sake because I've only me. done BFI I'm not sorry Pro- probably me <laughs> yeah, maybe you. <laughs> All my knowledge comes from Jenny, really. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so to help try and help improve um, healthcare professionals' knowledge, you're doing webinars now as well, aren't you, Catherine? Yeah. So we just started. Um, so this was one. Actually, this was one of the main things that I wanted to do as part of the charity. Really, was to um, to have a. a a training of some description for yeah so originally we were before covid hit we were planning actually doing a kind of study day that was the kind of idea first of all and we were yeah we were looking at venues and we were kind of you know checking out how much it was going to cost and you know what we do and who would speak and what we do and then covid hit and i was just like oh damn it that's the end of that so (laughs) and you know and then it became apparent that it's probably going to be quite like that for quite a long time and so one of the other things we had discussed was whether to do um a a webinar instead and so i've done a couple of presentations for uh, i did a a one for the national breastfeeding helpline and um i think actually i was two different ones for national both for the national breastfeeding helpline but different scenarios so i sort of had a a vague plan but they were only like you know they weren't that in depth, so I was sort of, you know, it was just really for breastfeeding supporters, give them a bit of an idea about what they were looking at. So I thought, you know what, actually, let's just do a proper webinar. Um, and I mm-hmm. was thinking, you know, really trying to aim it actually at the kind of health visitor um, sort of people, you know, although it, you know, anybody can. We've had lots of IBCLCs and breastfeeding counselors and things like that come and uh, join us um, as well because they're all finding it really useful some doulas and maternity nurses and just you know it's actually quite useful for anybody who comes into contact with twins really to be honest Um, but yeah so it's a kind of two hour um, webinar Uh, I really couldn't fit it in Uh, I've just been asked to speak for gold literally this is hot off the press I've just found out today I've got to fit my presentation into an hour I actually don't know how I'm going to say it 
it's like, how am I going to cut it down? Because like, I just couldn't get it any. Oh, no. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting one. Anyway, yeah. but there we go. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's a two-hour uh, lovely webinar, uh, which really takes you through the whole kind of what might happen from pregnancy and all the attitudes that we get some amazing comments if you're expecting twins it's just crazy um you know <laughs> like rather you than me comes up quite a lot and all this sort of horrendous yeah. stuff, as if you know, you're just... like oh oh thanks, thanks. for that <laughs> yeah exactly. as God. if i chose to have twins <laughs> yeah as if i went oh now shall i have one baby or two or three <laughs> you know and yeah so and you know some people are fairly traumatized by the fact that they're expecting more than one baby so it's not nice yeah no Um, it's really not uh you know then attitudes to birth and breastfeeding and things like that we cover a bit of that as well um and then uh you know right through we do kind of a bit on special care and, and what parents are experiencing during that time so i'm trying to make it so that anybody that comes into contact with a, a sort of multiple birth family will know possibly where they've come from so it's not that we necessarily support people through all these parts of their journey necessarily but it's really important to understand that if if they have been in special care this is probably what they've been through or something absolutely really really useful yeah and then we do the whole 36 week birth thing which is quite a large chunk of it and then just the thing about full-term babies and tandem feeding and you know, the fact that, um, you know, your milk supply is kind of well established, it's not going to run out, you know, when babies don't actually take a huge amount more milk between sort of six weeks to six months. So once mm-hmm. you've actually managed to exclusively breastfeed your twins, a lot of people say, well, you won't be able to do that long term. They're going to need too much. I don't know where that nonsense comes from. No, it's, silly it's because just actually such a misunderstanding of the way breastfeeding works for any baby. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, once you're managing to exclusively breastfeed, unless there's something fairly disastrous happens or like you get pregnant for example (laughs) or you know or you know birth control pills or you know something or you take pseudoephrine or whatever you know it's something you know there's actually some reason for Mm. um, your supply suddenly disappearing um it's not going to and you'll be able to continue breastfeeding and then as you're obviously add solid foods the milk intake very gradually obviously because they don't take a huge amount to start with but very gradually starts to reduce and there you are you know what i mean so there's a lot of that, you know, sort of dispelling loads of myths, all this sort of stuff. And, and we do a bit of a, on triplets. Triplets have all the same problems um, as twin families do. The majority go to special care, obviously, because they're born a little bit early, yes. generally. Yeah. Except the logistics of having yeah, three babies and only say. two boobs. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> that's the one that's triggered to my mind. Yes, exactly. so this is the thing. So I do a bit on kind of, you know, ways of managing that, basically, you know. Um, but we do have Hang quite on a, minute. a few one, sets. two. Quite, yeah, exactly. Two, but usually a lot of them do two together and then one after or, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah, um, sure. And sort of try and rotate to as the single feed. But, um, uh, yeah, it's quite to it. But we actually do yeah. have quite a lot of triplet families on the group who actually do manage to exclusively breastfeed. Yeah. I mean, heroes is yeah. another word for them. Yeah. My, one of my best friends did it. She had triplets just after my twins and we went to the same twins club. And she was exclusively breastfeeding. And that actually was one of the reasons why I kept going. Because I just thought, sort of, I can't give up. Because <laughs> she's doing three babies and I'm only doing two. So it was really useful to have her around, actually. <laughs> yes. oh. I love that the context is, and I'm only doing two. Yes, I mean, I I'm only, have only breastfeeding two yeah. babies at once. I mean, as someone who's currently breastfeeding one baby, I mean, wow. <laughs> 
Oh dear. Well, I did the webinar. Was it last month? Wasn't it? And it was fantastic. Yes. It was so, so useful. Um, and it's just so nice. Your the presentation that you do with it is so nice and clear and straightforward and things. Um, I can't wait. I'm definitely going to do it. Yeah. So, how frequently are you looking at running them? We've got two more um, uh, in uh, sort of already a, you know, you can book them already, which is one, uh, I should have learned the date, shouldn't I? It's the first Friday of November, mm. whatever that is. <laughs> that's okay. an afternoon session. So that's one till three. And then there's an evening one on the first Friday of December, which I'm doing seven till nine for those that maybe are working. Um, but I can't remember what the dates are. It's the 6th of November and the 4th of December, then, if it's the first Fridays. That sounds about right. They're both Fridays, because yeah. Friday's my easiest day to do things on, so that's basically <laughs> selfish from my point of view. Um, and then I haven't got anything else booked in after <laughs> that, but I would really... Oh, there is a Health is to Discount, um, which I, would, again, was going to look up before I started Ooh. doing this. I can't remember what it was now. I think it's um, uh, <laughs> BF Twins... BF twins uk hv i think but anyway if anyone wants it <laughs> i'll put it in the notes i can give it i'll tell it. you what if you can if you can give it to me Catherine, i'll put it in the notes for the podcast episode so like good idea blur, That'd yeah, be perfect. So people can, yeah. i have got health issues and that does take uh five five quid off the cost so it's usually 25 pounds for health or for any professional basically who earns money from supporting parents whether that be nhs or private and then students and volunteers can get the session for five pounds so if you're a student health visitor you can oh. come for five pounds well, that's um, brilliant i think we've got quite a big um, student health visitor listener Ah, oh, fantastic. Yeah, so they can come, so. come and join us for that. So, I, um, uh, yeah, so I, I would really love for more. So in the in the new year, we'll see how we get on um, with sort of um, how how they, I've almost sold out of November already, I think. Uh, wow. December's still got quite a few tickets left at the moment, if anyone wants to join yeah. us. I'd better get a wriggle on and book my place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. November sold quicker than October. It was very strange. I don't know. Anyway. I might um, I might book mine before we release this podcast just to make sure that I can get an episode uh, I can get a place rather than all our listeners very good stealing all the places. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> get in line. <laughs> but yeah, I'm also I'm gonna try and sort of roll it out to team, you know, teams of people as well. So if if there's a kind of team of health like a local well, team of helpers who want to you know, buy it in, and I'm very willing to negotiate on prices and all this sort of stuff. So, because uh, yeah. uh, we are a charity at the end of the day, so we are one of our aims was to try and kind of get this out to as many people as possible. Really, so if there's um, we can we can certainly. It's a really good idea. Negotiate. Brilliant. <laughs> and you've got um, your fantastic Instagram feed as well, which is full of such useful stuff. I do have slight envy of to how amazing the graphics and things always look in your posts. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's Jen's again... trying to set up our I am a health visitor Instagram and like it's very newly off the ground and I literally insta what sorry I'm 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 <laughs> totally hopeless. So Jen's the. Uh... Personal. It's been a very steep learning curve. Uh, again, that's me, it's it's me basically. That's what I do. I do my own one and then the the twins one and try and alternate trying to find something to talk about and make Canva is brilliant. Fantastic. Uh, but no, I was very, very lucky in the fact that I've been part of the ABM social media team for a, a few years now. So I run the Facebook page for ABM. So I'm, I'm much better oh, wow. at Facebook than, than I am Instagram. I'm, You're a very busy lady, Catherine. I am. <laughs> much better at Facebook. Uh, but we were offered some free training 
uh, for Instagram. Oh. Uh, so the social media team, and I was just like, yes. <laughs> and I, I'm not actually on the Instagram team. Shh, don't tell anyone. But yeah. <laughs> so I went along and, and kind of learned all about, um, you know, stories and how to use yeah. them and all this sort of stuff. So uh, anyway, if you want to pick my brains, do feel free. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, there's so much there, resources for people to um, check out. I mean, there's loads on the website, as you've said. We've got the webinar. Yeah. Um, it's it's brilliant that you're putting all this out there. And, you know, thank you on our behalf, I guess, for doing right. all of this for, yeah, yeah. in your own time and for free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, and, um, yeah, so um, can you remind me what your Instagram handle is and things? It's uh, at sign uh, BF. Twins UK, lovely. Um, so that's the Instagram handle. Uh, it's the same on Twitter. I'm not very good at Twitter, I have to say. So I go on there and post occasionally, uh, whenever I'm trying yeah. to. Uh, I've recently you know... made the swerve. I used to be very into Twitter, and I've recently made the swerve into Instagram. I think there's something about the graphics and the pictures that yeah, make it feel and a I bit think more a lot of younger people are you know more into Instagram. So I think it's really. And actually, it's a really lovely platform. Once you kind of get to know it, yeah. it's sort of it's a really friendly place. It's much more friendly. Yeah, Twitter can be a little bit kind of bitchy sometimes. Jibey, yeah. yeah. Um, well, so it, I find it, it much friendlier. It feels friendly. like you've got more control to sort of create your own sort of what you see on Instagram and things. Yeah. I always treat it's it a bit a, like... Somebody said it's got to look like a magazine. Exactly. That's, That's what I was going to say. It is that thing of, actually, I don't need to buy magazines anymore because I can just get a bit of home interiors, a bit of fashion advice yeah. lots of breastfeeding stuff you two are selling it yeah come <laughs> join us <laughs> <laughs> yeah, join yeah us. you're really fighting an uphill battle with me to be very honest <laughs> but you can also lurk yeah you know. yes i know well i do do i do do a bit of lurking i do do a bit of lurking <laughs> i'm just wondering if there's anything else that you wanted to cover but i think we have covered looking at our little list we had Catherine. i think we've got it all sorted yeah, I think it's uh, the main thing that I just want want people to do is to have positive conversations. Really, that's mm. that's the because it's it's such a scary thing finding out that you've got two babies at once and the three. I can't even imagine. You know, it must be kind of. I had a very very vivid dream when I was expecting my um second well third baby, but second pregnancy that it was triplets before I had my first scan, and it was the, <laughs> it was the <laughs> thing. It was only one. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was you know that that's sort of. But yeah, no, I I I did do a lot of swearing when I found out, and you know, thankfully I'm a fairly optimistic type of person, and so I I was trying to feel, oh no, it'll be okay, it'll be fine, you know, quite quickly once I got my head around it, mm-hmm. um, and start to read, and that's kind of how I dealt with it. But there are quite a few people who just put head head and sat in the middle, mm, and, yeah. and don't want to think about it too much. Um, but uh, you know, having those positive conversations and just uh, firstly saying it's possible, so one of the things that i find quite annoying is when people tell a, a mum who's expecting a multiple birth at bed well you're not going to be able to breastfeed then are you which does happen quite a lot and from health professionals as well yeah. they've got no excuse i mean friends and family you can kind of understand possibly but yeah um yeah but i've had a, a, a pediatrician saying that it was a physical impossibility to make enough milk for more than one baby what? i told that to a, one of the mums that i was supporting it makes you like, wonder how they think like twins and triplets were evolved in the first place. Exactly. How did yeah. we survive? They did, you know, there's been them around for quite a long time before yeah. the invention of 
formula. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, you know, so unless parents know that it is possible, they're not going to try. Of and this course. Is the thing, you know, so if, yes, you can choose whether to breastfeed or not, that's absolutely fine, but you need to know that the option's there for you, first of all. That's and how damaging that is as well, if, if you get told that, even if you then subsequently get the right information, that's that seed of doubt, isn't it, that's mm. been planted, and we know that low supply is one of the biggest issues and biggest worries that mums have, and, you know, you've planted that seed of doubt that's yeah. then going to yeah. cause it more kinds of problems. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, doesn't it? It yeah. does, as soon as you think it's not going to work, you then assume it's not going to work and you, you start and supplementing which then means you don't make as much milk so yeah exactly yeah. Uh, but that's where the facebook group is fantastic because we have you know you know a new, new person joining and they go i've just found out i'm expecting twins i've been told that is you know i'm, I'm not going to make enough milk and then 20 people immediately in the first yeah. five minutes go i miss lucy breastfeeding it's absolute rubbish yeah <laughs> nonsense yeah. nonsense nonsense okay that's good so <laughs> don't yeah. tell them that they can't um, yes that seems that's a one good of the main start. things um yeah. and then just again trying to make sure that they have access to the, whatever breastfeeding support there is around you know get them to join the facebook group that's the first thing mm-hmm. uh, we we have a lot of people go but i'm not on facebook and uh, you say well join facebook and then go on the facebook yeah, yeah. it's yeah. worth doing <laughs> even if you're just on the group because uh, it is a fantastic support uh, exactly. network we've got 10 there's 10 of us in the admin team and we're all yeah everybody's trained um at least to peer support level we've got uh, me as a lactation consultant and then um uh my right hand lady Catherine Wakeley who's almost a breastfeeding counsellor she's very close to qualifying um so uh oh, you know we've got Catherine's some quite good uh, breastfeeding well. support there uh so we're all we try and be as absolute evidence-based as we possibly can be with yeah, everything that we do um and you know so and then yeah just trying to find a, a local support network which again in Covid is really difficult at the yeah. moment but you know hopefully if we ever open up again you know breastfeeding support groups twins clubs all that sort of stuff yeah can, can make a really big difference yeah um, and well. i love that it's a really positive environment so even if it's a family where they're not fully breastfeeding or even the point where they've, they've for whatever reason stopped breastfeeding they're still very welcomed there's never yeah. any negativity around you know sort of or combi feeding or anything it's a really inclusive group yeah um, we really really try hard to do that because it's just yeah there are yeah there are plenty of families where it doesn't quite work out or they don't actually course. want it to and that's absolutely yeah. fine as well and they want to combination feed uh, and we just value every single drop that anybody can give their baby and, and we also value how hard people try as well yeah, you know what I mean and that's the that's the really important some people just have to try so hard there are many people on that group I think to myself, if that had been me, I would not have breastfed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just yeah. don't understand how they've got there or, mm. what, you know, and just where they've got to. And I just, it's unbelievable the amount of determination mm. there is on, on that group. It's it's just phenomenal. Um, So we really do value value the effort as well as the, you know, the outcome very mm. much so. Um, And, you know, even if you just breastfeed once, that's just such a massive uh, achievement that you can, yeah. you can give your baby... You know, some immunity and all this sort of stuff so it's just we try and value it as much as possible one of our admin has um had um uh, low supply issues and um she's had it with so her twins were her third pregnancy so she had two single ones first and she's had problems all the way through and um she just said that was one of the best things comments that i've ever heard was she said it was the most supportive group that she'd ever been in from that mm-hmm. point of view just because she never felt bad about the fact that yeah. she could do a full supply and she's just amazing so wonderful Oh, Catherine, thank you so, so much for coming on. I'm so glad that we finally got here. Uh, It was wonderful. (laughs) Hopefully it won't be 22 months before we chat again or anything. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, it's been lovely. I've been really enjoyed it. I, I can talk about breastfeeding all day. You can probably tell that. So it's fun. <laughs> I know. If it wasn't for the dishwasher and the school run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that oh, was lovely. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you, Catherine. Um, and thank you for listening, everybody. So that was the amazing um, Catherine. I hope you found that useful. Um, Amy, you've got the discount code for the um, the webinars that she'll be running. So, so yeah, if you wanted to watch one of her brilliant twins and triplets um, webinars, um, the code is capital B, small f, capital T, W-I-N-S. So it's BF twins, then capital U-K-H-V. So BF twins, U-K-H-V, and that takes off five pounds off of the cost so it's 20 pounds and that is um and you can book those via her website or the the breastfeeding twins and triplets um website we'll have all the links in the blurb um but i hope you found that useful so much information in there about just breastfeeding in general let alone breastfeeding twins and triplets um and i know sort of with the webinar as well you end up coming away with so many thoughts bubbling and things um, it does really show what difference that specialist breastfeeding knowledge can make. Absolutely. It was so useful. Okay. So if you'd like to um, get in touch with us, you can via our email, which is iamahealthvisitor at gmail.com or via Instagram at, at iamahv, um, via Twitter on the same handle or via our Facebook page. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Um, also, if you want to rate and review us or subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud, that'd be amazing. And obviously, just re- to remind everyone, we're available on all main podcasting platforms. Okay, so bye for now. <laughs> bye for now, everybody. Thanks so much for listening.